Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assist for me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, is mine? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with the Stanley Cup champions! This podcast is all over social media, so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also, the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Hey, just a friendly reminder before we get started, please rate, review, and subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything and is a huge help. Five-star ratings are always appreciated, and it's a three-second review why you think Noel's a total asshole or why I'm great, you know, because obviously I am. That should suffice. And that's all we're asking for. So please do that. And then please check out the podcast DC app, the new local app with hundreds of options in local news, health, and of course, of the DMV region. Download the podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. So there you go. You sleep yet, Noel? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, we've got quite the guest today. Yeah. Quite the pull, you know, guy who hasn't done an interview in what, eight or nine months? Yeah, something I like think that? back in July 2020, man. Yeah. So we have a very controversial man who has trademarked pretty much every possible alternative name to the Washington football team. The trademark hog, as he's known, Martin McCulley. So that's going to be fun. And he's going to explain why he did what he did. Should be a very interesting. Love interview. him or hate him. He's going to yeah. be on. That's going to be a little bit later on. So stay tuned for that. But first, hold on, hold on. I, I, you know, I want to say something real quick. This is Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, we, we got a show to do here and all. <laughs> you know, I hope you filled up your tank, Matt. Half a tank right now. Uh-huh, that's not good. That's burning. not good enough. I know. Well, no, I filled it up, but, you know, I'm back down to half a tank. I'm a little concerned. You know, I was on dead on E a couple days ago and I'm, I'm sweating bullets. I'm at lunch at work. I'm like, all right, I got to go get gas. I'm not going to be able to make it home. I mean, I'm an idiot for letting it get to E, right? But Absolutely. Pop would not, not approve of not that. Not approve. Let's, no, no. But why am I thinking this? I'm looking on the fucking news, and I'm seeing these people hoarding all this damn gas. You know, Matt, there's people- In trash bags. In trash though. bags. Unbelievable. In trash bags. Pretty sure that's illegal, but you know. It's just plain fucking stupid. <laughs> their, their car could burst in flames. A trash bag? <laughs> Hopefully they double packed it. <laughs> you know, and, and like we said on that top five, there has to be some form of natural selection. There just has to be. These people are hoarding gas. And ironically enough, these people are going out like during the day and shit. So, you know, they're working from home. Mm-hmm. You don't need it. It's a zombie apocalypse. No, they're ready for it. Oh, my God. The toilet paper. Now this. 
It's insane. And what? It went on for a couple days. They're already getting it fixed. A yeah, couple- it's fixed now. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure the gas stations are behind right now because they need to get fill-ups and everybody's asking for it. But So I'm using yeah. my whole damn lunch in a line to just get gas in my car to make it home while people have gallons. Like, they're bringing fucking steel drums over to this damn place to get you gas. saw a guy filling up an oil tanker? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. And I had to get that out. Yeah. It's been ridiculous. And uh, we can move on. It's been a blast. That's been a lot of fun. So I think Kristen has, she said, 14 miles left and there's no gas around us. So she's going to have to take my car tomorrow. That's when you break out the siphon, Matt. Well, what's going to happen is my uh, alignment's going to be all off for some reason because she drove the car. So that's, um, you know, there's always something not quite right. She, she, not you know. just like the seat adjustment or the mirrors. No, 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 no. There's always something. It takes me like a, you know. a half a week. When Lindsay uses my car, it never feels right. Never. Never feels right. It, there's something off. Mm-hmm. Well, again, I had to get that out. This gas thing was pissing me off. And I figured, you know, people got to listen to it. Hey, it's topical. Though, it is. You know, I'm a current events kind of guy. You are. So can I go now? Go. You, you Let's good? do it. Okay. All right, so first, Washington signed former Bears left tackle Charles Leno to a one-year $5 million deal, more than likely to be the starter, or at least he's going to compete for it, but it looks, with his track record, looks pretty promising for Mr. Leno there. But he played seven seasons in Chicago and was kind of a surprise release earlier this month. And one huge positive about this guy, he's one of the most durable players in the NFL, hasn't missed a game since week four of 2015, and also made the Pro Bowl in 2018. I mean, he's not a juggernaut, but he's he's a good player. To get him for $5 million for one year, not bad. If you're wondering, which I'm sure you are, Noel, Leno's PFF grade in 2020 <laughs> was 74.6. In comparison, Cornelius Lucas, who ended as a starter last year, actually graded a bit higher at 78.2. But regardless, for the first time in ages, Washington has some serious depth all across the offensive line. Even if they're not like Trent yeah. Trent Williams type players, there's not a lot of drop off. If Cornelius Lucas comes in fine, if you know, whoever, if something were to happen, inevitably somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah, no, I, I mean, all the pieces have been filled. And Lucas, I can tell you, wasn't happy about it. Shit, he wasn't happy before the signing he's like why are they going out and trying to find all these left tackles i'm the man hey this is what rivera wants he wants competition so he brought a guy in on cheap one year five mil like you said he's durable plug and play and if he doesn't pan out lucas was a serviceable guy but i think lucas is exactly where he needs to be hopefully as a backup. Yeah, he's swing tackle. Right. Play both sides. And then Samuel Cosme, he's a little rough around the edges. This is good for him. Maybe he can sit out the first year, really kind of get his shit together. I mean, it sucks that a second round pick is going to sit out for a year, but, you know, not he can play eventually. Position. Yeah. It's not the end all be all. And if he comes out, and shows out, then why not? But I mean, you also got Charles as well. And Christian. And Christian. Somebody's got to have... Now you've gone from, oh God, (laughs) what the hell are they doing at that spot to there's going to be some healthy competition there. Now, hopefully it's not just competition of shit. I don't think it is. Me either. I don't think it is either, but it's a good thing. Much different conversation last year about the offensive line. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at the lineup now. I mean, I'm not going to do it on a, a napkin <laughs> like JP did, but... Did he do a Twitter post yet? I don't know. I mean, he I had to know. update it, right? Put a line yeah, yeah. through Cosme. Or maybe he's doing depth chart now, and he's putting one underneath each one. Oh, no. He had the depth chart. It was at the bottom. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. He went in depth oh, with it, yeah. literally. It was where the ring was. Yeah, they've got a lot of depth at each spot, 
and guys that are versatile. So good thing. I'm amazed the guy signed, honestly, with with the depth that they have and, and bringing in a second round pick. Hey, he's going to solidify the position. And if he isn't what they think he is, one year, uh, five million. See it. Yeah, he yeah, might be nice that anyway. You. That's how it should be. He should be here for one year as a stopgap guy while Cosme gets his bearings. That's okay. Mm -hmm. It's the left tackle position, one of the most important positions in football. It's okay that you're not throwing Cosme to the Wolves. He's not a top five pick, you know, so this is a good thing. To end this, looking at this offensive line, Leno to start, you got Flowers that they brought in at left guard. Schweitzer's still there, who actually played really well last year. Roulier, of course, he's going to be the starter. Sheriff, of course, and Moses. Old Moses on the right side. Cornelius Lucas backing up both sides. I mean, that's a pretty solid, you know, hopefully the old man will be able to stay upright. Yeah, that right side of the line, honestly, is the one that gives way sometimes with injuries and things like that. So we'll see. I think they're fine. I'm happy with the signing and let's do it. Always good to solidify your O-line. So nicely done, guys. All right. So up next, our interview with the trademark hog himself. Martin McCauley. What's up? It's Mike Jones from the Football Jones Podcast. I know you're enjoying your time with the Beltway Sports Bros, but once you're done, I wanted to invite you to come over and check out my podcast. Each week, we take a deep dive into some of the most pressing topics around the NFL, high-profile guests from the coach, player, and front office ranks, as well as the top league insiders. Check out the Football Jones Podcast, another fine product brought to you by Empire Media. Sick of competing against thousands of professional bettors with algorithms? What about spending all day analyzing salary caps and lineups using other daily fantasy sites? Then you should try Monkey Knife Fight. Amazing name, by the way. I've used most, if not all, the other sites, and trust me, I just stop because I don't have time to put all that work in. MKF is easy to play. MKF offers all of the major sports, plus UFC, golf, esports, soccer, college basketball, NASCAR. You can pretty much bet on anything your little heart desires. MKF offers fun contests that are super easy to play play. For example, there's a game called More or Less. Simply pick more or less on different player props. Think Patrick Mahomes. Will he go over his 288.5 yard number? Select more. Think Lamar Jackson. Will he stay under his 212.5 yard number? Select less. Get both right and win. Simple, right? We're getting old. The less we have to think about, the better. I've been using this site personally for the last few months, and it's so user-friendly. And honestly, it's made me actually care about what happened in, for example, the Rockets Magic game the other night. Quite possibly the least interesting game in the NBA this year. So go to monkeyknifefight.com and use our promo code BELTWAY, and you get a free $5 game just for signing up. No strings attached, I promise. You also get a first-time depositor bonus, which they cover 100%. Deposit $10, you get $10 free. Deposit $100, you get $100 free. This offer is not going to last long, so tap the link in the episode description and sign up, again, using our promo code BELTWAY. So easy, even a drunk monkey could do it. Empire. All right, let's bring in the man known as the trademark hog, uh, (laughs) to some at least, right? Uh... (laughs) This is Martin McCauley. Thank you so much for coming on. We greatly appreciate it. Um, you can follow Martin on Twitter at Martin McCauley. Also, his website. This is a mouthful. Stay with me here. Washington Red Wolves Professional Gridiron Football.com. So, what, what can you find there, Martin? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. You can find information about my future team. It's going to be called the Washington Red Wolves or okay. Washington Red Wolves. Awu. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and it's got the the uh, information and links to some merchandise that that fans can buy. Uh, it's all wolf related. I'm all in on a team named the Wolves or some wolf variant. 
So I'm selling uh, shirts and I've got some coffee cups too. And they, they are for the Washington Red Wolves, the uh, Washington Wolves, Washington Football Wolves. I think it'll be some variation of a wolf, wolf dogs, shape-shifting wolves, burgundy wolves. Well, you're putting all your wolves in that <laughs> basket, huh? <laughs> yes. I mean, you're going hard on the wolves here, right? So, I mean, is there any kind of, are you, yes. are you giving us any clues to expect what's coming next? Well, I think if there was a short list, I think wolves and red wolves mm-hmm. would be on that short list. I think uh, red sure. tails would be on there. Uh, probably either Washington football team or club. Um, I've got a registered trademark for Washington football club. And maybe that's why they call themselves Washington football team, because I already have the yeah. trademark for club um, for uh, red tails. Um, I should have registered trademarks soon. A uh, trademark takes about <laughs> used to take nine months, but now they, they're just getting thousands of new applications and their staff is overwhelmed I think a lot of people from China are applying for trademarks, so they're behind now. It takes more like a year to get wow. a trademark. So I applied for some in July. So then a couple months, I'll start getting answers on whether I was successful in getting these registered. And that's when I think I'll have uh, Washington Red okay. Tails registered. Washington Football Club is already registered. And others like Americans, Veterans, uh, Red Tail Hawks. Those are already registered and renewed. What's the criteria to get a trademark? You basically just take a name down and hand it in and pay whatever the processing cost is, and then it's yours? Well, it has to actually be in use. And it's not just a matter of like putting the slogan on a T-shirt. It means using it as a brand name, which means not only having it on a shirt, but also the, the clothing tag would have to have that. Uh, they've got to be for sale. So for me, I've got a website with links on where to buy them. And I, I mainly just sell shirts and hats. When I started this six or seven years ago, I tried to sell a lot of other merchandise too related to the football team. But I, I found that the, the logistics, keeping the inventory, that just wasn't practical. So now I've narrowed it down. My products are mostly shirts and hats because I can keep an inventory of 200 shirts, and I've got iron-on decals and clothing labels. So if somebody orders a shirt, I can just Mm -hmm. make one on demand. And a lot of applicants probably don't really have an intent to use the trademark. And so I suspect with some of these names I see, there's no real intention to use them. Mine are actually in use. So that makes mine different from some of these others. Uh, Some of them have been in use since 2014, 2015. And after they last for six years. So I already renewed those. Okay. And some of them, some of them I've renewed and got what they call a section 15 acknowledgement, which means it's incontestable. Like, Nobody can now say, I don't have a legit trademark for Washington Americans or Washington veterans, as I've used those for six years continuously, and the trademark office acknowledged that those are incontestable. Well, I'm concerned. You're on this trademark tear. Just keep Outway Sports Bros. Just leave us alone, for the love of God. We, we need that. That's all we have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, I wanted to ask you, 
I've read in articles that you've been in, your, your name really got out there about a year ago when obviously the team had to drop the name. Right, last July. This started as a hobby, as you said, right? It was a hobby for you to trademark these names. And what is it now? Like, what is the objective now? Is it is it a business for you? Is it fun? I mean, is it... We're all trying to figure that out. Okay, it has evolved into a for-profit business because like, if I just focus on shirts... Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to sell a lot of other merchandise, I can make money selling a shirt. I can sell a shirt for $10 and make $3. So for $20, I make $13. So I think there will be a market for shirts with the names that I have starting in the fall of 2022. So I don't expect there'll be much market for any any of my shirts until then. Mm-hmm. And there. You know, I have very low expectations for any sales until then, but I just think that starting in fall 2022, the name will change. I have no affiliation with that. So, you know, I'm not expecting them to contact me. I'm just counting on them to use one of my names without telling me. And then I will have the trademark, which means I can sell as many shirts with the name that they choose. Oh, okay. And what about the logo? Whatever logo that they use, are you able to use that as well? I won't be able to use their logo if they trademark a logo, but I will hire a graphic artist and come up with my own logo. And I can come up with something just as popular, more popular as, as their logo. Right. So my plan is I, I can make a profit by selling shirts. So if they uh, decide to use a name that you have trademarked, what is the process there? Okay. If they want to do it the easy way, uh, they call me or they call my attorney, Darren Heitner, and they just say, we want to use one of your trademarks. Uh, Can we get an assignment? I've got an assignment all drafted. That whole process could be done a couple hours, one day. That would be very fast. Uh, Alternatively, they could just use one of my trademarks and not tell me, and, and that's That'd be great. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm sure. I would. I would be able to sell licenses for anybody who wanted, like to, to make their own shirts and sell them at the mall or wherever. I could sell a license to people, with just like permission to print an unlimited number of shirts with with that name. Now I was going to say if that's if they do not alert you that they're using that name, correct? You could just go nuts after that. Yes. Okay. Yes. But you still don't have the licensing of the NFL at that point. So the authenticity, regardless if you have it trademarked or not, you still don't have a, let's for say, for example, they do become the Red Wolves. A person would want the official merchandise, though. And yes, you have the trademark, but you're not the official merchandise. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, in that case, well, if I do get Washington Red Wolves, it's more likely I would get Washington Wolves. Okay, so if they call themselves the Washington Wolves without telling me, then they would sell Washington Wolves shirts on the NFL shop and jerseys with the names. Like, I would not be able to sell a jersey with the player's right. name. Uh, but theirs would cost 100 or $150. Mine would be 10 or $20. Hmm. Okay. Well, you mentioned that they're going to have to contact you at some point. I know you made multiple attempts last year to get in touch with the team and nobody ever called you back, right? According to you. Correct. Have they gotten in touch with you at all now, knowing what they know that you have these registered trademarks? No, they, they have not. Hmm. I I might hear from them when the uh, when the Washington football team 
application comes up for review. They applied in July for a trademark for Washington football team, and it has not even been assigned to an examiner yet at the trademark office. I assume when that does get reviewed, they're going to reject it because it's just a generic name. Mm. You can't trademark Washington because it's just a geographical location. You can't trademark football team because it's just a description of what the services are. Uh, so they're going to get rejected. Well, you also said that you contacted the NFL and uh, they hadn't got reached out to you either. I think you gave them a 10 day period. And then, <laughs> I, it, yeah, it that was, was uh, July 3rd. That was before they announced they're going to change the name. I just, I just had a hunch that the way things were going, I thought they were going to be in the position where they were going to need to make a name change. So this was before they said they're going to change the name. I wrote them July 3rd and I gave them a list of my trademarks. I said, you know, if this will help you change the name in time for the season, you can use one of these names. So, you know, they, they didn't use one of my names. So they changed the name without using one of mine. The season started. So there, there's no urgency and there's no rush anymore for them to contact me about using a name. Well, when you had been working on this for such an extended period of time, I mean, you had been doing this for six years. They kind of I'm not defending the NFL in any way, but you kind of gave them a, a, a short window there to try to figure out what they wanted to do. And I think Washington did as well. If they had picked up the phone, what did you think that they should do with that information? Say, okay, sure, give us your list and we'll pick whatever one we want? Yeah, I mean, that was the offer. There were some names that I had that they could have started using right away. And uh, I think I had said uh, just – uh, make a contribution to charity, pay my expenses or something something like that. But the, the ones that I could have offered them, I don't think those were ones they wanted to use, like uh, red-tailed hawks. I think Jason said they don't want any lame bird names. Okay, so that kind of rules out uh, uh, red-tailed hawks. And uh, I also had Americans and veterans, renegades. I, I guess those just weren't. They didn't want to make a decision. Oh, you had you had pigskins. Sure. That was one of my personal favorites. That's what I was hoping <laughs> that they would go with at some point. It makes sense. A pigskins of football. You got the hogs. Yes. You know, and and that was the first right. one that you trademarked, correct? Yes, I got a trademark for pigskins for coffee cups. Nice. Now that if I get a trademark for coffee cups, that doesn't really help them. They need a trademark for a football team and clothing. Mm -hmm. So like. If I, my trademark for pigskins does not keep them from getting the trademark for washing pigskins for a football team and clothing. So they could still technically use pigskins? I guess this yes, trademark thing could. is very confusing to me. We're not trademark experts. That's why we're talking to you. But Well, when it comes down to it, basically you're just throwing darts on a dartboard. Um, <laughs> and, and seeing what sticks. <laughs> and seeing what sticks and what's profitable at the end of the day and a year's time. And you just have to keep them active in order to keep them under your trademark in some form or fashion. Because if you let them go idle, you're going to lose out. Is yes. that basically the gist of it? They have to be in use uh, for the good services specified. So like there's one class for football games. There's one class for clothing. There's a class for coffee cups. There's a class for calendars. Uh, there's a class for websites. There's a class for charity. So, so, uh, if I have the trademark for clothing, that's where I think I can make money mm -hmm. because they would so, they try to trademark the football team, football games, 
So basically, you would be pushing them to take a particular name where you have the most merchandise in it. That way, your profitability is going to go through the roof. You've got coffee cups, uh, T-shirts, doormats. Yes. Different uh, trademarks for each thing. And then that's the one you would kind of push for them to go for, right? Yeah. If you had that ability. Red Wolves. uh, Well, it's going to be hard for me to get Red Wolves. What I had to do is add all those extra words to it to make it distinctive. So got Washington Red Wolves professional gridiron football. I think it'd be hard to get a trademark for just Washington Red Wolves. So I've added all that to it. And then I think I can yeah. trademark that. So in your experience, I'm sure you've looked into this many times. Have you, like somebody that's done what you've done, I mean, these sports teams or whatever, Fortune 500 companies, whatever, if somebody trademarks something, their eventual goal, and you did give them a chance to respond to you, and they didn't. So now we're at the point where cut me a check so we, we can just make this go away. You can take the trademark and we'll, we'll be done here. Is that pretty much what you're going for at this point? And that's totally fine. I don't blame you. What else? What other reason would you do it? I mean, that's why I would do it. Yeah. The, the team's name does not even come up in my business plan. Yeah. My business plan is to make money selling shirts. And I think there's going to be exponential increase in demand for my shirts in fall 2022. That coincides with when they're going to announce the name. I think they're going to announce the name in uh, March 2022, because uh, that'll be right before the draft, and they can give the, the players the, the hat with the Washington Wolves or whatever name they choose. If they don't choose one of yours, the one that you've invested all this time and money in, then what? Do you continue on with advertising what you have and trying to build your own brand at that point? I think I'm obligated to follow through. If I filed an application and said that I intend to use this, I think I have to follow through and use them. But mine are all in use, so that's that's not a problem. But yeah, I, I think that if they did not pick one of my names, then I'm, I would continue to have very low demand for my merchandise. So with everything you know, you know your expert opinion, I'm sure you've talked to your lawyer, and I don't know how much communication there's been. You mentioned there, there wasn't much. But just kind of reading the tea leaves here, what is your gut feeling of what name they're going with. I think their marketing team will say, do not make us try to market Washington football team or Washington football club. Mm-hmm. Just something to work with. Okay, I think Hogs probably appeals to people who remember the offensive line from the 80s and 90s. Red Tails is popular. It could end up being Red Tails. Um, but then you've got the issue of, well, does that mean you're going to have a person as a mascot? And that was that was a problem before. Yeah, um, it might not age well, right? Could be a plane, or it could they be could a put pilot. a plane or something on the side of the helmet. I'm not a Red Tails fan anyway. I was not to cut you off, but I needed to get advice from you because I've been saying Washington Football Club since I was about 10 years old. Washington <laughs> FC, it, it is true. Yeah, I can I, got, I can I vouch for seven that. Seven years ago, I can vouch for that. On a personal level, um, I know there was a firestorm for a bit about a year ago when all <laughs> yes. this happened. What was the backlash like? What did you experience? Has it died down well, since? I'm guessing it has somewhat. Yeah, I've been keeping a low profile, trying not to draw a lot of attention to myself in the last 10 months. I, I, I had like 10 interviews a day for five days wow. and uh, um, got to be kind of exhausting. So I finally just had to, uh, I just had to communicate. I was not going to do any more interviews. And um, so at first it kind of caught me off guard that, that some people were were thinking negative things about me because I didn't really think I was doing anything 
anything wrong. I just got a bunch of trademarks six or seven years ago. Right. And then uh, I started getting these like messages. It sounded like a, like a taunt from a professional wrestler or something. uh, (laughs) Cut a promo on you. Yeah. So I would, so I would, you know, I just blocked them. And then like one, one message said, you know, like we know where you live. Oh Wait till you get your next UPS package. And then the next Ooh. UPS package looked like a pinata. It, it had like twenty stabs in it. They actually sent you a UPS side. package? My goodness. That's crazy. I got, I got a well, I mean it was my UPS package that you know, like I'd ordered something uh. and when it got delivered, it was just stabbed uh, multiple times. Oh god. Wow. And it wasn't just like <laughs> this was damaged in transit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Now the momentum's going to start to build again, right? Yes. There's been a lull here. Now you, it's probably going to ramp back up again. Are you concerned right. about this rehash of all this? I've gotten so much unsolicited advice from experts. I've really upped my game. I've really improved my trademarking skills. Because when this was in the news, uh, every time there was an article about me, usually the reporter would get quotes from three or four experts because i'm just an amateur they would they would get some professors or trademarked attorneys to to put in their opinions so that was like me getting a lot of free advice because also you know there were dozens of trademark attorneys who would write articles on this so i would read what dozens of professors and attorneys would write about me and I, I've addressed all those things that the, all that constructive criticism that they had. I've addressed all that, so I'm pretty confident now with how successful I've been at at getting these approved, uh, moving them along, getting them renewed, and you know I'm just I'm a lot more confident now. I don't want to do like fifty in five days. I might you know I might do like one clubhouse meeting invite everybody. <laughs> Yeah, but that's from a that's on a legal standpoint. I'm talking about from the fan base. Fan base? I'm from Indiana. We did not have a team when I was growing up, but as soon as the Colts moved there, I got season tickets. Mm. I Sorry. I'm not from around here. So I I just I've been following whatever team is good. I mean, since we didn't have a team, you know, we would either follow the Bears or, or whoever was good. So are you a fan now of the football team? Yes, I'm, I'm a fan now, but I haven't been to a home game. I've been to two games. One was a playoff game, but that was in Seattle. I was living in Seattle, so I was a Seattle fan. And then I went to a game in Miami, and I dressed in Miami colors. So I, I've only been to two games, and they were away games. What image do you want to have as far as how the fans view you? Because a lot of will view you as a person that's just going for the money and trying to stunt the process of a name change that a lot of them Uh, didn't even want to begin mm -hmm. with. No, I'm facilitating the process because trademark takes a year. Their application has not even been uh, assigned to an attorney to review yet. So they want to get the trademark buttoned up this fall uh, so they can start working on the marketing. I don't see how they can get one buttoned up in the fall unless they get an assignment of one that's already registered. So I'm just I'm giving them an, an option to facilitate the name change. Also, I have much better names than on their <laughs> list of thirty. <laughs> that, I'll put so- my twenty <laughs> names up against their list of thirty. So knowing now that it takes a year at least, it sounds like to get this trademark approved, they have to have already made the decision, regardless of them sending those out. 
those ridiculous names out to season ticket holders and all that stuff is the worst conglomerate of names I think we've ever seen in our lives and hopefully will ever see. There's no way that they do not have this already in process, right? If they can't even get Washington football team trademarked yet, how is this even going to happen by next year? They've had to have made a decision by now. It had to be all facade just to give the impression that the fans are involved in this in this voter process, which is obviously BS, right? <laughs> I think they really are listening to the fans. I think they are putting together themes. You know, do you want some connection to the city founders, federals? Do you want some force of nature? <laughs> what would that, I don't know what that would be. The the floods, the high tides. Sure. Uh, do you want uh, <laughs> uh, wildlife, hogs, wolves? Um, so I think they're trying to narrow it down into that. What kind of category do people want? No, but, but what I mean is, with the amount of time that it takes to get these trademarks through. If what you're saying is correct, which it sounds like you you know what you're talking about when it comes to trademarks, they have to have already chosen the name, right? Or else they're not. It's not going to be by next year if they're still waiting around and asking fans no. and to vote and all this. How's that even going to happen? Or yeah, it'd be like 2023 yeah, by then, or <laughs> that they have it trademarked. You tell me this, Martin. Can they name them something and wait for the trademark to come through? I guess that's what they did with Washington Football Team, then, right? It will be public information once they apply for trademark. A couple of days later, uh, anybody can go on the uh, USPTO, United States Patent and Trademark Office website, and do a search and and see if they've applied for a name. They have not applied for any names since Washington football team. And so once they do, everybody's going to know. But before it's put out there, they're going to apply for it. I mean, that would be crazy not to, right? You would assume. Or else you might swoop in again. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> They're going to apply for it like a day or two before the announcement, because once they announce it, once they apply and everybody sees they applied, everybody's going to go make shirts and, and other merchandise with that name. That's crazy. So so they want to have everything buttoned up before the announcement. So they're all ready to go. On a lighter note, no trademarks, just fun as a fan, <laughs> no wolves or anything as far as a trademark. What would you like the name to be? I like Washington Pandas. Washington pandas? pandas? Yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> hey, National Zoo, right? <laughs> they, they love their <laughs> yeah, pandas a, at the zoo, zoo, man. They really zoo. do. That's the only reason why people go to that zoo anymore, so those baby, <laughs> those baby pandas. pandas they... <laughs> Hot ticket. You got any insider trademark information on some other teams that might be changing? <laughs> uh, I'm ready to go, man. I already missed well, out on the yeah. football club thing. Give me some, give me some info yeah, here. I like want to start, I wanna start one. You know, we got an insider well, over here. Yeah, well, Kansas City will change their name eventually, and uh, uh, yeah, see, to be good. with the I hope theme, so. it'll be like Kansas City Monarchs or something, some kind of royalty. Unless they just stay as they are and really good, then the NFL won't touch them. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, one day they'll be terrible, and then they'll have to change it like the rest of us. The Cleveland Indians, I think they're going to be the Cleveland Spiders. That's a pretty popular. I've been hearing spiders? that. I've been hearing oh, that. Lord. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. And the Major League yeah. Baseball attorneys. They're real enforcers. They uh, they aggressively go after people who filed for names uh, for potential uh, new names to the Cleveland Indians, and uh, you know they send mean letters to scare people. I have never gotten any any correspondence like that from the NFL or the team. I mean, the the communication from the team they they really yeah they won't call you back. <laughs> That was going to be my next question. They got a couple guys with suits that just showed up to your front door and said, hey, we want a football team. 
and they just walk no, away. No, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like I'm the, kidding. It's Send more the like they don't care. It's like they they release a statement that said uh, we have no concerns about Macaulay getting trademarks or potential new names. So, like, how do you interpret no concerns? Does that mean like we don't care? Or like go ahead? Playing chicken, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's just a matter of just how far both parties will take it. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm rooting for you. You know, you put your time in here. You put your own money. You thinking outside the box with what kind of <laughs> names they would have. Shit. You know, Thanks. hopefully Dan Snyder will cut yeah. you a little check so you can, uh, you know, live in the Bahamas somewhere one day. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why not? If anybody's upset with you, it's because they didn't think of it first. We'll put it that way. That's my thought anyway. But good luck with everything. We really appreciate you coming on. Again, you can follow Martin and Martin McCauley on Twitter and his website. I'm going to try this again. Washington yes. Red Wolves Professional Gridironfootball.com. That's all of his gear there with all the different teams, mostly Wolves. So check that out. And Martin, you know, we're going to keep up with your story. And hey, when all this is resolved, we'd love to have you back so you can give your two cents of which way they went. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Martin. Appreciate it. Empire. All right. Thanks again to Martin for taking some time with us. Greatly appreciate it. Interesting fellow, that Martin. Yeah. <laughs> but, but really nice yeah. guy. He asked, answered all of our questions. Even if he isn't a Washington football fan, even though he completely misrepresented himself, <laughs> Hey, we're not going to hold it against no, him. No, no. The only thing I'm going to hold against him at this point is, is that he's hoarding football club. That's yeah. it. That one hurts. That one hurts, man. That one hurts. Fuck pigskins. Fuck all that red wolf shit he was talking about. I want my football club. And we learned something in that interview, if this is true or not, that they went football team because he held the football club trademark. And if that's the case... irritated me a little bit, I'll be honest. Because we wouldn't have to think about changing it again. Yeah. That would be it. I think everybody would be thrilled with that. Me too. Well, you know me too. Well, obviously, yeah. yes. Well, that's uh, that's for another day. We got some fun stuff here, though. So moving on. Hey, by the way, sorry, no top five today. I'm sure you haven't heard all the top fives. There's a plethora, guys. Go for if it. If you need your fix of top fives, go back. They never get old. They're timeless. And I promise you'll enjoy them. So do that. But the schedule, I think, pretty important, pretty important. topic right now. And it was released on Wednesday night. And in case you didn't know, Rookie Minicamp is underway today. It kind of came out of nowhere. Washington uh, also has signed the entire rookie class. So this is kind of the unofficial start of the season. So we got to get into this thing. Yeah, man, we got to jump right in. Nothing like Mm -hmm. hypotheticals, way too early schedule predictions to get the blood flowing. Keeping in mind here that this is assuming Aaron Rodgers doesn't sign with Washington. (laughs) We may have to make some tweaks if that's the case. Don't hold us to it, please. (laughs) We'll do another one of these if something like that happens. But Washington has some interesting matchups. We knew about the schedule ahead of time. We didn't know exactly when they were going to be, of course, but they got a really, really strange way to end the year. And we'll get into that. If you haven't heard and if you're new to the show or or I went back and listened to the old show, which was roughly about about this week last year that we did a schedule prediction show. And we figured, you know, we got to keep this thing going. Yeah, we we got to keep the keep tradition it. alive. <laughs> for better or worse. <laughs> better for me. And I'll get yeah, into yeah. that. So Washington currently has the 15th most difficult schedule, strength of schedule in the NFL. Again, listen to the episode last year. I sounded like I was in a toilet, but I was trying to get the point across that take it with a grain of salt because inevitably 
the teams that look dominant could be trash. And the teams that look like an easy win could win the damn Super Bowl for all we know. No, absolutely. There's always turnover. It's like a fucking restaurant, man. More than any professional sports league. Yeah. You can go from worst to first. Everybody knows that in one year. So this year, Washington has three nationally televised games this year, a Monday night, a Sunday night, and a Thursday night, which of course, everybody gets one of those. But I would say it's in a pretty big spot in week two. That's kind of a marquee matchup. It's not like week 10 or something, you know. And also, keep in mind, the NFL has added a 17th game this season, if you didn't know. So we're going to have some final records that sound a little bit off. Weird, That's man. It it's, is weird. It's, it's weird. And I hope all you enjoy this. I'm, I'm sure this is copyright infringement. Maybe we should ask Martin about this. But we did this last year and played some music. We never do that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. Maybe it'll distract you from our voices for a little <laughs> while. Um, anyway, hit the music. All right, so what we're going to do here is we're going to go over every single game. That's right, every single game. And now there's 17. So in the top five way of doing this, let's start with number one, shall we? (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Week one. This is top 17 on this one. Yeah. First week is at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. Weird to say that still, but still, this is a good way to start, in my opinion, because typically, and we've talked about this, it seems like they're always starting with NFC East opponents. And I think similar to college football, you got to start with somebody that's not going to hurt you that bad. You know what I mean? And Get your feet wet. Right. And starting with an AFC opponent, I think is the best way to do it. It doesn't hurt you that bad if, if you win or lose. But with uh, Justin Herbert, you know, he had a hell of a season last year. Uh, first of many very difficult quarterbacks that the Washington football team is going to be facing this year. But I think that they're going to come out with a win. What do you think, Noel? No, that's a good way to start. I think that one benefit is the Chargers have a new coach. Brandon Staley, which he'll improve the defense. The defense needed help. But with a quarterback like Herbert, you never know. Defense has to come out strong, I think. Our offense, who knows with Fitzpatrick initially. They might sputter. I don't know. Um, If he doesn't do the Fitz magic thing, it's going to be relying on the defense as always. But I still think that the Chargers are in development. And I agree with you. I think that uh, Washington wins. 1-0, baby. 1-0. Start it out. All right, so moving on to week two. We got a Thursday night marquee matchup against the New York Giants. You want to get started on this one? Yeah, absolutely. Well, regardless of how bad the Giants are, I mean, they own Washington, right? Five straight. And now most likely they're going to have Saquon back. This team is going to have a formidable offense, and I don't think they're going to be a very good team. But again, regardless of Saquon Barkley's there or not, it's all predicated on how Daniel Jones does. Well, he loves playing Washington. That's what I was going to say. He loves playing Washington. But I feel that Washington and Rivera is going to say, look, we lost both games last year to this team. This is the one division game that we have for a long period of time till the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We've got to win this game. And I think they're going to come out with the W. Man. All right. Well, I like this way to start, and I'm impressed. Normally, you're negative Nancy over there. I'll get there. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I know you will. Let's not start patting each other on the back just yet. As you mentioned, Washington is dreadful against the Giants last five games. I just feel like they're due. They can't lose every game to the Giants. And I think the big thing here is that Thursday night game, Washington's at home. The percentages go up significantly for teams that are at home on Thursday night football. Doesn't always hold true for our team, but if you look around the league, the percentage is quite high for that home team because of the short week. You got a PFF this too? No PFF on this one. (laughs) You know, I'm not throwing out stats. I'm just saying that 
I think it works in our favor. Again, think that Washington is due to beat the Giants, and I think they have another W coming up. All right, 2-0. 2-0. Swept the homestand. That's right. All right, so moving on to week three, first game on the road against Buffalo. This is a tough one. Very tough one. Nope. At least it'll be warm in Buffalo. That's one positive, but that's all I can really come up with. I fucking love this team. They're they're great. I absolutely love Buffalo. Everything about them is just awesome. That offense is great. Being in Buffalo, I don't give a shit about the temperature or not. I just don't feel by week three Washington is going to be there, and Buffalo is there. Buffalo's looking to say, you know what? AFC East is our division now, mm-hmm. and I think that they are going to be contending for, at the very least, AFC Championship potential Super Bowl. I mean, they were there last year. Right. They're just too good. I agree. So you're saying a loss? I'm saying an L. I agree. First loss for the Washington football team will be coming at Buffalo. That's okay, though. It's not a bad loss, It's not a bad loss. I think it'll be close, though. I think it'll be close. You got two really good defensive teams. Hey, one positive is that Fitzpatrick has played on every AFC East team and knows what they're all about. That might be a good thing. (laughs) There's going to be a few teams that he knows about (laughs) as the schedule goes down. Right. Well, we'll see, but definitely agree on a loss there. All right. So week four, we are at Atlanta. Atlanta's a weird team. They're kind of like rebuilding, but not kept Matt Ryan on that crazy contract. But then they looked like they were kind of on the cusp of, of giving it all up. But now everybody's coming back. Julio, and then they got Pitts at number four. Calvin Ridley. Ridley. I mean, this this offense is stacked, man. They are stacked. Their defense is a different story, but I personally think that Washington is going to win this game. I totally agree with you. I agree they are going to win the game. I believe that Atlanta is seriously flawed. This is the last-ditch effort. I don't know what miracle worker Arthur Smith is going to be as the new coach. I mean, he's kind of a running guy. We know what Kyle Smith can do. We know what Kyle Smith can do. That's for sure. Yeah. But... They're flawed much more than Washington is, and I feel that they'll come out with the W there. All right. So we are at what? Three and one. Both have three and one. Same record. Good start. That's a good start. Excellent start. All right. So week five at home against the New Orleans Saints. What you got on that one there, buddy? Well, New Orleans without Breeze. Thank God. That's a plus. For I sure. mean, that's a serious plus. I don't know if Jameis Winston or uh, Taysom Hill, who the hell knows who's going to be starting quarterback at that point in the season. I think it'll be Winston. Me too. And hopefully he throws five picks. That would be awesome. Now, if it was in New Orleans, for whatever reason, they just, I don't know, they like those umbrellas and beads. They obviously play better in the Superdome. Washington at home, I think it'll be closer than people think. New Orleans isn't going to be a very good football team, I don't believe. But I think it'll be closer than people think, but Washington will win. Uh, Shit. Agree with that one, too, Noel. You know, New Orleans pretty much... It's getting boring. I know. New Orleans pretty much had the best defense in the league last year, top three. Isn't that weird? It, it really is. So they're, they've kind of become a defensive-minded team. Now you got to deal with Winston as quarterback. That's why, sorry to cut you off there for a second, but that's why I'm thinking that I think Taysom Hill is going to get a lot more than you think. This team is strong defensively, like you said. So if they have Winston go in Tampa Bay Bucks shit, I mean, they might go old school Wildcat for an extended (laughs) period of time. If all you have is a beast defense, which New Orleans probably will again next year based off their their roster, you can't afford to have a guy throwing four or five picks a game. Right. You just can't do it. So he may not even last till week five, but we'll see. And that's what I'm saying. We'll see. I don't know what type of dynamic this defense is going to have to deal with because they are complete polar opposites. But regardless, they'll win. Agreed. All right. Four and one. 
right? We're on a roll here, man. Four and one. People are talking about him at this point in the season, and that's when it gets well. That's when it gets a little squirrely. Maybe on your side, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, it's so. about to get with the next one coming up. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I think we could all agree with that. But uh, week six against the Kansas City Chiefs. Big game. They'll probably move it to the four o'clock slot on CBS because Washington's four and one. Kansas City's probably undefeated at that point. NFC AFC clash, <laughs> and Washington is playing them at home. Place is rocking, and they're going to get stomped. <sighs> well, let's take a step back. Kansas City was embarrassed in the Super Bowl based off of they were playing a, a great defense. Yes, their offensive line, Kansas City, I mean, was in shambles, and they could not stop anybody from getting off of Mahomes. Uh, my only hope is that something like that happens, that defensive line just overtakes their offensive line, but they put a lot of money into the offensive line this year, Kansas City did. But I can't imagine that they'll win this game, but it could be closer than you think. And especially by week six, Washington's offense could be humming a little bit. Players are getting a little more comfortable. Obviously, Kansas City out the gates going to be comfortable on their on their offense. But I just think they have too much firepower and good offense will beat good defense nine times out of 10, especially right. in this NFL. Absolutely. I mean, it's a track meet with this team. I, we haven't seen what our new corners can do at this point in the season, but I know what Kansas City's receivers can do. I know what Mahomes can do. Okay. Their only question mark, like you said, is, is this new offensive line, which they invested well in and rightfully so. This team is going to be good. Oh, yeah. They're always going to be good. And Washington's not there yet. Like I said, I have it as an L. And that game, if the schedule lines up the way it should, is going to be moved to that prime spot, which is a death sentence for Washington. Yep. Agree with that. So, all right, we're sitting at four and two, both of us. We are yep. still in line. I have a feeling this one might be different, though, Noel. We haven't even talked about this. So just so you guys know, this is 100%. We have no idea. We are each blind other. here. We're at week seven. And... Traveling to Lambeau Field to play the Green Bay Packers, possibly with Aaron Rodgers or possibly not. And that could change a lot. Hold on. We're basing this off of the fact that Aaron Rodgers is playing with Green Bay. Right? Correct. Absolutely. Okay. This is the current rosters in the NFL yeah. as okay. of May 14th. Okay. Right. You know, May 15th, he could be on the football team for all we know. <laughs> but as of right now, this is I'm going to make a prediction. I think he's going to still play with Green Bay this year. Yeah. All right. I think that's likely, but Vegas completely disagrees with you. Green Bay's not even on the list. Stephen A. is selling the idea for him to come to the football I know. team. I know. We may have to take him off the intro. Yeah. Maybe he's changing his tune on Washington football. Everybody's changing their tunes on Washington football, and I hate when they do that because, it's a again, it's not good for them. Anytime Washington is put on a pedestal as division winners or all of a sudden they start getting primetime games... We know where it goes, usually. Well, luckily for us, we only have two. Well, three, but everybody has... No, I know, but when people start talking about him in a national sense, when they even take 30 seconds <laughs> on, like, first take or some shit, you're like, oh my god, this is not good. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. It would be a no, pretty no. good landing spot for him. I just don't like them talking about Washington. You didn't talk about him before, don't talk about him now. If Aaron Rodgers comes, I think they'll they'll be mentioned. A well, few let's times. let's do the schedule in reality. <laughs> All right, How about that. What do you, who do you got for Green Bay? Green Bay, I have a win. Wow. Yes, I do, and I know you probably have a loss there. But on paper, it looks like it might be a loss. But I think this team at four and two prior to that is just going to be playing confident. They're going to get to Rodgers. You know, Rodgers doesn't even want to be there. Winning cures what ails you, my friend. Well, okay, they may not. If be they winning. come in and they settle shit, and this guy comes in and they start winning games. And that offense is good. 
even a disgruntled Rodgers makes that offense hum. Washington is going to go into Lambeau Field day after my birthday. And break your heart. And they're going to lose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I am sitting at five and two, I believe. You're I'm at four and three. You're at four and three. All right. So week eight, another road game in the mile high world of the United States, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Tough place to play based off of the thin air and such. But real quick. Yes. Speaking of mile high. Mm. So, you know, I coach soccer, right? Yes, we know. And it's a very difficult place to play in Denver. Usually it takes these teams, what, about a quarter and a half, maybe a half and get their wind, right? Mm-hmm. So my team, they had to wear masks for the first seven games of the season. We have nine. And I'll tell you, Matt, it's hard. It's the right thing to do for them to wear masks, but they came in out of shape, and I run the crap out of them. But this mask, you could tell, was restraining them. But eventually, they got used to them. You get used to the air coming through it. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, those last two games, when they had the masks off, they were it humming. was like they had acclimated themselves to fucking Mount Everest. <laughs> I'm sure. They were running like they didn't need air. Yeah, the, the shackles were taken off, right? I'm telling you, I don't know if they did, they noticed it, but I sure as hell did. It was like there was another gear. And it's tough even coaching with one of those damn things in the heat, let alone running for a whole game. But my point is, going a mile high... It's a tough spot. It's a tough spot. It takes these guys some time, and I think the game is going to be closer than people give it credit for because of that. Hey, Dustin Hopkins might hit a 50-yarder up there. He might. He might. Might break his own record. Who do you have winning, though? I have Washington winning the game in a close one. Me too. I think Denver is very similar to what Washington does... And they still have that question mark at the quarterback spot. I don't know if they'll have it resolved by the time Washington plays them. Hopefully Washington does. But I think Washington goes in there and wins the game in a close one. Agreed. All right. So I am six and two. This is a pretty damn good season so far. I'm I'm liking this. And you are five and five and three. Yes. Five and three. Okay. Week nine is a bye. I like that bye spot. Good spot there. I mean, it is. It's better than like week three. No, perfect bye spot. Yeah. Especially with 17 games. It's a good spot to be in. But then the rematch with the Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, back at home in uh, FedEx Field. This should be an interesting one. I just, I have them losing, first of all, but I have a feeling that Tampa Bay is not going to be what they were last year. I mean, they started off slow, but I could see them having that Super Bowl hangover. Every team seems to, except for really Kansas City, and they ended up losing in the Super Bowl. But, you know, they're doing the whole thing. They're all 22 are coming back, re-signed everybody. I don't know. I just, I don't think it's going to well, be their year this year, and I, I think they're going to lose, but I don't think they're going to be overly impressive this year, in my opinion. Well, when you have veteran guys that come back after a big Super Bowl win, maybe not Brady because he's been there a thousand times and he knows the game, and he knows how to deal with post-Super Bowl hangovers, like you said. But they've got a lot of fat cats on that team. Absolutely. That are satisfied. We're not talking about these rookie guys or these young guys that are still going for contracts. Most of these guys are just doing it just to do it at this point. Yeah. And maybe get one last payday. And a lot of them got paydays this year. And Yeah, exactly. They're in. I don't know how they stayed under the salary cap. So that's what would concern me about it is that You've got a lot of guys that are making more than they probably should, but are just there because of the Super Bowl. Let's run this back. But as soon as you start running it back and you're like, oh shit, this is actual work. Yeah. You start seeing the age. The days get a little shorter. Studying slows down a little bit. You know, A couple more hours in bed, a mm-hmm. little less study. Brady would never even consider that. Of course, he'll be the first one there and the last one to leave. Yeah. 
but he's got to worry about everybody else. Right. Even with all that, I have Washington losing the game. The reason I think Washington's going to lose that game is because I think Tampa Bay is going to start out slow. And they're going to need that game more than Washington will. Totally agree with you there. That was my reasoning as well. And Washington never really is too impressive off of a bye. Rivera's not bad, but no, no, no. Washington in general, yeah. I have to still take in the body of work. Sidebar <laughs> well, <okay. laughs> um, real quick. Did you see that Brady said that he would give up two of his Super Bowls to have that perfect season? I would. You're immortalized even more that way because you're considered on the greatest team, the greatest player. It's all the above. I would do that too. I, I agree with him there. Eli Manning disagreed. He responded and thought that that Duh. was crazy. Yeah. No. Is that how he responded? Yeah, probably. Duh. Well, we couldn't tell. It was a Twitter response. But, oh, you know, oh did, he didn't say. He didn't sound quite as stupid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, with the Tampa Bay loss, I'm at six and three, and you're at five and four, correct? Yeah, we're, we're starting, to, starting to get close to that 500 mark. NFC East is starting to rear its ugly head. It's looming. All right, at week 11, big game here. Washington travels to Charlotte to play the Carolina Panthers. Big, big game for old Riverboat. Old Riverboat coming home. That returns to the Queen City to play the Panthers. God willing, Bank of America Stadium will be a packed house. Speaking of which, Washington, I don't, we didn't mention this before, Washington announced that it's going to be business as usual, no restrictions at FedEx Field. So, hey, a lot can change in four months, though, so we shall see. But... As we know, Washington lost to Carolina last year. This is going to be an emotional game for Rivera after cancer, after getting fired. He's beloved in the city of Charlotte and the the Carolinas still. But I think that Washington, even though they always lose to Carolina, I think they're going to win this game because I don't think the players, Chase Young specifically, is not going to allow them to lose this game. Totally agree. Yeah, I think that when it comes to emotional play, Rivera is one of the best coaches out there. Yeah. And to get that out of his players, I think Curtis Samuel's also coming back to Carolina. I mean, I don't know what his gripe would be. I, I never understood a gripe of a player that leaves as a free agent. Like, dude, they just didn't sign you back. You went someplace else for bigger money. That's okay. But I don't think he has a gripe. No, no, no. I'm just saying, but players always find a reason to have a chip. Right. If he gets a chip on his shoulder over that, Good. whatever. Do it, man. Whatever helps. But uh, he's coming back as well. I think that Washington will, uh, will come in and... I don't think Carolina is going to be a very good football team. I still think that there's the delusion that they'll be competitive, but I don't think they're going to be a very good football team. They'll see what they have with Darnold, but in the meantime, Washington wins the game. Hey, Roughnecks, P.J. Walker is the backup now. XFL, he was a beast. Anyway, XFL MVP. Good one, man. You did some scouting on that one, huh? No, he was great. He was awesome. Anyway. Good for him. Yeah. All right, so after that win, I'm at 7-3. and three. You are at 6-4. and four. Correct? Yes, sir. All right. Pretty similar still here. But of course, I have more losses than you. Of course. I mean, that goes without saying. Week 12 versus the Seattle Seahawks at home. You know, strangely enough, Washington always seems to play Seattle really well. Even last year, which they should have won that game. Yeah. It's always a should have won that game. Well, but that game when they had, I think uh, they signed me to be on that team. Yeah. Remember in Seattle, no, no, they won that game. Yeah. You know, so obviously a different team, different coach, different situation. But I just feel like they always play Seattle really well. Unfortunately, it's going to be another squeaker of a loss. Oh, you're picking a loss, huh? Yeah. Well, I did look at it, and it is a Monday night game Well, on top of that everything goes else. Saying. How many times do you think they'll say Russell Wilson oh my during God. the game? With, with like some stupid What's animation. What's the over-under on saying Russell Wilson? <sighs> I would say 150. 
they're going to be focusing <laughs> on him a lot. Yeah. That's what ESPN does. They're unwatchable. They're unwatchable. But... But we're going to have to watch it. This is what I'm looking at, and I'm looking at the schedule. This could be a trap game for the Seahawks. They play back-to-back games. Okay, they go cross-country to Green Bay, then Washington, and then they have a, a divisional game against Arizona after that. I think they're going to be looking over Washington in this game. I think Washington, it's going to be a close one, but I think they're going to get to Russell, and that's when they're going to be saying his name. (laughs) (laughs) I think Washington wins the game. Really? Yes. Damn. Look at that. We have the same record now. Seven and four. We're back, baby. Back, baby. So moving on to week 13 at the Las Vegas Raiders. What a stadium, man. Beautiful. Gorgeous. It's a modern marvel. It really is. It really is. I've got to see it at some point. Hey, maybe uh, Bram will invite us. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, So So what do you think is going to happen on this one there? Just to keep it short, I I think that Washington will win the game. The Raiders are still a team in development. This could be Gruden's last year, man. Well, he has like 12 more years left on his contract. But still, I, I, <laughs> I think at some point in time, you've got to cut the cord with that. And it's in name only. If nothing um, else, I'd like to hear him back on Monday Night Football. Yeah, that would be, th- That'd that be a win might, for all of us. That might revitalize it somewhat. <laughs> it might be at least bearable to watch for five minutes. But I think that Washington's going to win the game. I also have a win here, Noel. Yeah, I agree. I think Vegas is is kind of still in the development stage. They're just a weird team. I, I don't know. They draft really strangely. They pick up some weird free agents. And Carr, there's that problem with him and Gruden, but they're stuck with each other. Does any quarterback like Gruden? He's supposed to be a quarterback's guy. I think Brad Johnson liked him. Super Bowl <laughs> yeah, with him. yeah, Brad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that might be about Yeah, that it. might be about it. But, I mean, it, it, it's always been that way. It's Rich just, Gannon had to love him. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, he revitalized his fucking career, man. Uh, but, yeah. So, I, I mean, know. there's, a, there's yeah. a few out there. But still, there's always something with... Even when you watched him on Hard Knocks and shit, God, he's always destroying quarterbacks. Ask Chris Sims if he liked Gruden or not. Well, could have had quite the career. Yep. All right, moving on. Here's the NFC East gauntlet, we're calling it. Crazy. I've never seen anything like this on a schedule before. Let me just put this in perspective, then we can go back to the win-losses, okay? Week 14, at home at Dallas. Week 15, at Philly. Week 16, Sunday Night Football, at Dallas. Week 17, at home versus Philly. And then finishing up week 18, at the Giants. It's insane. I'm happy that they didn't start the gauntlet of the NFC East right off the bat, like we talked about earlier. But this? It's so strange. This? This is the make or break part of the season. Oh, of course it is. I mean, I don't give a shit if you've lost every single game before this. The way the NFC East is, who knows? You could have shit the bed, gone 500 or something like that the first part of the year. You hit this. It's like hitting a straight. Yeah, man. You You go on a little bit of a roll here, you got it. Yeah. So we can start with week 14 at home at Dallas. I'll go first. Um, Obviously, you know, Washington swept Dallas last year in fantastic fashion. Dak more than likely is going to be there the whole year. I don't I don't foresee him being out this year, but anything's possible. But assuming that he will be there, I am going to say that this is going to be a loss to start the NFC's gauntlet. I'm shocked. I really am. I thought for sure that you were going to pick a win on that one. But I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. You want to talk about a chip. 
I think that Dak is going to come out with a serious chip this year. I think Ezekiel is going to come out with a serious chip this year. I think this team is going to be good. I don't think they're going to be great. I think their defense is still going to suck. Well, and they've improved. A little bit. I don't think they'll be as bad as they were last year. Plus, their offense was dog shit at times last year. That didn't help their defense either. Right. This offense is going to be a hell of a lot better than it was last year. Not this nickel and dime bullshit with uh, Dalton. They're going to hum a little bit. And they're going to win the game as well. All right. We're all in December at this point, right? So keeping in mind that Rivera's coaching record in December and January is quite good. Oh, here we it go. It is. He's 28-16 and 16 overall as a head coach. He went 3-2 and two last year. With that being said, playing at Philly at week 15, I'm chalking that up as a loss. Wow. Yeah, I am. Damn, man. Are you freaking kidding me? Well, they're not going to sweep everybody, and that's insane to think that they would. Well, if there's one team that they need to do it against in the division, it's them. Well, they're not going to win that one. So they're going to go into Philly and lose. What is it? Jalen Hurts is just going to freaking tear the world up? Jury's out on him, of course. It's a very difficult thing to sweep anybody in the NFC East. Washington did a pretty good job last year, except for, of course, losing the Giants both times, but I just don't see it happening again this year. Well, I have it as a W. Do you? Yeah. I think after losing to Dallas, there is going to be guys with this gauntlet in front of us, and and Rivera did this last year. Remember, he saw that I looked at the schedule and, you know, there were possibilities here. I think he's going to pencil in that, okay, we're going to do a flip of the coin on that Dallas game. If we come out with a win... That's a cherry on top. But this Eagles game, absolute must. And they're going to come out after they lose to Dallas and say, foot on neck. That's fair. So I have it as a W. And we'll go over our final totals here when we hit week 18. But moving on, back to Dallas. This time time at Dallas. The Cowboys-Washington slash Redskins rivalry. You never know what's going to happen. I'm just thinking about this logically. They're going to split. They didn't split last year. At the very least, they're going to split. I don't see Dallas sweeping Washington, but it's always the opposite. It's like Bizarro World when they play each other. That's why I think they're going to lose at home, but that's why I think they're going to win in Dallas because they're going to need this game. Well, after you had your loss to the Eagles, no shit, they better win because that's basically (laughs) for the division for the most part. Right. Um, I have them losing. I have them actually getting swept by the Cowboys this year. That is going to be the division game, and that's, I think, what... NBC is setting up for, yeah. that game is going to decide the division for me. And I think that it's just too big of a moment for Washington at that time on Sunday night football. There's going to be an enormous amount of hype on that game. I'm not saying that they don't have players that can rise to the moment. I just think that some of the Dallas players, and especially like I said on that offense, they've been there a little bit in the grind, especially mm. this deep into the year. And plus... The weak-ass schedule that Dallas has, I think Washington's going to come into it a little bit more beat up. That's fair. Week 17, playing Philly again, this time at home. Jalen Hurts going to tear him up again, Matt? No, no, no. Uh. This time, Washington pulls out the win. It's going to be close, but I think they need this win to keep pace. Second to last game of the year, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. They need to win this game, and they're going to pull it out. Like I said, with the Dallas loss... That is going to put the same deal when they lost the first one to Dallas. This is okay. Well, the division is now in the balance. They're probably going to need some mathematical things to go their way with Dallas at that point after the losses to them because Dallas at that point would have the tie break. These guys do all this math. I don't give a shit what they talk about with Rivera doesn't do analytics. He can add and subtract. Eh, We'd hope so. I hope so. He can use an abacus for that if he wants to. (laughs) 
But I have them winning against the Eagles. All right. Finally, the season finale, week 18 against the Giants at New York in lovely New Jersey. Absolutely freezing cold, swirling winds. With that being said, Washington is going to need this victory to win the NFC East. And yes, I did say win the NFC East. And the Giants are going to be playing for absolutely nothing. We've seen this before. But I think this time we have the right coaching staff in place, the right players to be able to handle this spot, and they're going to pull out the win. Um, I have Washington losing. Mm. I don't think that they're going to go from losing five in a row to the Giants to all of a sudden saying, fuck it, we're sweeping them at their place on the last game of the season. I think at that point, Giants probably aren't going to be playing for a whole hell of a lot except for jobs. And Daniel Jones, again, he loves playing Washington, regardless of what the records look like. And I see them losing that game. I don't even know if the division is going to be available at that point. But even if it is, I don't see them winning the game. I just see that they've lost five straight. They're due. And they're going to sweep those motherfuckers this year. And they're going to win the division. Go 11-6. and six. Yeah. I see this as a very, very good season. 11-6 and six is going to be good for probably like third in the NFC. I think 11 and 6 is going to be enough to win the division. Well, I think they're going to go 10 and 7, right? Dallas is either A, going to go 11 and 6, or they'll have that 10 and 7 record. And we talked about the tiebreak. So I'll have that mathematically. I don't think that Dallas is going to run away with the division, but I think Washington will go 3 and 3 in the division. They'll split with the Giants, they'll sweep the Eagles, and they'll get swept by the Cowboys. I think that's reasonable. I just think that Dallas, with having the 31st ranked schedule, Matt, it doesn't line up. Dallas's offense isn't a 31st ranked schedule type of offense when they have all their pieces. And I think they're going to take advantage of shit teams and that's going to ease them back and they're going to be primed for hard-fought games and Washington has a lot more hard-fought games. That initial part of the schedule, that first eight games, shit man, look at the quarterback lineup that they have to play against. That defense is going to be on point and I just think that's going to wear and tear them. And, hey, getting in the dance is getting in the dance. Yeah. And, you know, having a tough schedule, be making even more prepared. Right. But, so, as a reminder, last year, what did I call the season to be last year? Is that you know a- what it is. What do you need me to say it for? <laughs> what do you like? Like an old man that, like, what do you got, dementia? Oh, no, I just wanted, I wanted to hear you say it. No. <laughs> I already gave you accolades on it multiple times. What the hell you need? Well, some people may have not heard that. Everyone, Matthew mm-hmm. went seven and nine. He didn't get all the games lined up, but the record at the end was correct. Yes, it was. I mean, and he predicted that they were going to win the division at seven and nine, right, Matt? Well, that, I didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, that was I didn't think point. so. Right? <laughs> Who the fuck would? Uh, no one ever. <laughs> yeah. But this early in the season, either one of us being right, eleven and six, ten and seven, either one could be realistic. I'm amazed you said ten and seven. What did you really think am. I was going to say? I don't know. I, I thought it'd be maybe like seven wins, something like that. I, really? You know, you're, you're usually very negative. This isn't as fun for me as I thought it would be. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Probably not fun for anybody else but us. But Well, you know, I think people like to hear about the games. No, I mean, no. I like I, hey, it gets us excited. It gets us going. It gets a lather going for the season. Hey, let's do it, man. All right. That was fun. It's fun. That's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, share it on social media. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great weekend, and we will see you on Tuesday. Oh, for our year anniversary, Noel, 
one freaking year, man. Yeah. It feels like it's been a decade. Oh my gosh. I've aged so much because of this thing. <laughs> I hope you all appreciate the work that we put in. But um, it'll, it'll be fun. We have a kind of a special episode, kind of working out the details, but I think it'll be a good time. Yeah, it should be fun. A little trip down memory lane, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Looking forward to that, and we will see you then.